It's Crystal Sherelle from Indie Artist School. Welcome to the Singer's Arsenal. Today, I'm talking about none other than the legend, the icon, the multi-instrumentalist, amazing songwriter, Stevie Wonder. I have so much that I could say about him right now. I don't even know where to begin, but I'm going to try my best here. So I think there are... I'm going to say three major things that we can take away from him that will really help us become better vocalists if we learn these three things. The first thing I think we can learn from Stevie Wonder is how there is literally nothing that you can let get in your way of your dreams. He's blind and he still plays piano, sings, performs, even though a lot of people would consider that to be a handicap, but not Stevie Wonder. Stevie Wonder uses his entire body when he sings. He has the iconic sway that we can never forget that really makes him him. It's the reason why we feel so connected to his music is because he is relying on the feeling. He's feeling it in his fingers. He's feeling it in his body. He's swaying. He's engaged. He's truly in the moment. And it's something that every performer can learn something from. It's something that we should all strive to have. And that's engagement. That's presence when we perform. Okay. The second thing that I think we can really take away and learn from Stevie Wonder is his wonderful placement. He has a very far forward placement. Uh, Of course, this depends on your voice type. It's allowing him to sing high notes with ease and it also allows him to sing vocal runs a lot easier. It's not very weighted. His voice has a very warm tone and some of this has to do with his natural timbre. If you don't know what that means later, go ahead and take a look at my episode about how to sound unique and find your own voice. You know, Stevie Wonder has a naturally warm voice, but there are some things that he's doing with the shape of his mouth and uh, with his vocal placement that's allowing it to be even more warm. Uh, So that's one of those things that I think we could really take away is he knows his strengths. He knows what his voice is naturally capable of doing and he leans into it. He, He pushes into that even more. He exaggerates it just a little bit, nothing too extreme, but he definitely is letting you know like this is what I sound like this is my voice take it or leave it I'm here he's not apologetic about it he's not timid about his voice he is Stevie Wonder okay and the third thing that I think we can really learn from Stevie Wonder is the importance of musicality okay so he has some actual benefits to being a multi-instrumentalist. Not only is it more fun to watch uh, and it helps him have more control of his creative process, but it also means that he has a really strong understanding of what arrangement looks like, what composition should sound like. And what that does is it helps him create better vocal runs and vocal ad-libs on a whim. It's still very musical. It sounds like another instrument 
in the band. And that is a testament to his musicality that we can all learn from. All right, so today what I'm going to do is react to his 1985 performance in Japan of him singing Ribbon in the Sky. Now I scoured the internet, I was looking all over the place. Uh, it took me a really long time to choose which song to react to when I thought about Stevie Wonder because he has so many hits. <laughs> it's kind of crazy to think about it. Like there's iconic vocalists and there's people who have strong voices, but they don't always have hit songs like that. And he, because of his musicality and strong understanding of composition, he has so many to choose from. Ribbon in the Sky is one of my favorites because I feel like he really flourishes and leans into his uh, higher register in this song. I love the key change in this song and I love how every time he performs it live, he does something different in the spaces and the bridge, especially before that key change. He plays a solo and it's never the same. And so it took me a while to choose one, but I think this is definitely one of the best. Uh, but I will let you know right now that this was a performance that was a tribute to a Japanese vocalist who had passed away at the time. And so there is a little excerpt in the performance where they're doing a uh, interview with that vocalist. So what I'm gonna do when we get to that part is skip ahead. So understand that there might be a little break in there, but I told you ahead of time, so you know what it is. Uh, but definitely, let's get into it, you guys. but sway with him. <laughs> right here because there is something so very uh, purposeful and controlled about the way Stevie Wonder sings. Uh, it might look like he's tensing up his jaw or whatever. <laughs> That's the first thing I thought. I remember when the first time I ever saw him sing or heard him sing, I was like, wow, he has a very... Uh, a very closed mouth a lot of times when he's singing. But the reason why, okay, let's talk about it. The reason why is because of that warm tone I talked about earlier that he has. It had helped, it really helps exaggerate it a little bit. And it's a little bit nasally. I'm not even gonna lie, it is a little bit nasally. He's opening up his nasopharynx, which I talked about in the resonance episode. So he's letting some air out. La, la, 
look very small. And um, and he gets into the wah space just slightly, just a little bit, just so that he can exaggerate those ah sounds that come up. And he likes the ah sound and the eh sound. Those are the two vowels that he leans on the most. So no matter what other shape he's actually singing, if he's saying an is sound or of, they have a slight tinge of eh or ah in them, okay? And the reason why, I keep saying this, you guys, but changing the vowel shape is exactly how you find your vocal placement, and he really understands his voice. So he's very consistent with this. All right, let's keep going. There it is. So that you Come on, Rhymes. I'm going to pause again. Mm, this is why I love per live performances, you guys. Whew. Okay, so first of all, um, he's doing more runs, okay, in his live performance and more ad libs than he does in the live recording. And I'm loving how accurate they are. He's very, his pitch accuracy is on point on these fast vocal runs, especially going down. Oh my goodness. Yes. Loving it. Uh, another thing that I, that <laughs> I almost paused a little bit earlier, as he's shifting between vocal registers very seamlessly. And the reason why, I keep talking about vocal placement, but it's helping him to do that a lot more seamlessly. Keeping that forward vocal placement makes it easier for him to get into his head voice. Uh, so yeah, loving it. Let's keep going. Did you hear that lower range? Even in his lower range, still a little bit more closed, still more forward. Yes. Perfect. 
Come on, harmonica. Come on, Stevie. You didn't have to do them like this. Yes. First of all, this is what I mean by the musicality. The way he plays the harmonica is the same way he plays the piano, which is the same way he sings. It's it's a style. He has a consistent style, a feeling. He 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 made the harmonica sing runs, okay? Like trills or, or what they're called. But he sings in the exact same way and he plays piano the same way. So um, I haven't really told anybody this, but I'm trying to play the piano, play this song on piano. And I've been playing piano for years, but it's mostly classically trained and a lot of stuff by ear as well, but never anything like Stevie Wonder. And so I was like, you know what? I really want to up my piano game, even though I'm a vocalist first and foremost. But uh, one of the things I noticed is it was so much harder to uh, get the rhythm of it correct without just feeling it. The more I thought about it, the harder it became. And it wasn't until I just let go of it entirely and just felt the emotions of it that I got it. And that's one of the biggest things I was talking about earlier with him is he feels it. Just feel the music. It's the musicality. It's being present in the moment. Don't overthink it. You know, experiment uh, and be creative in your performance. Like I think Stevie Wonder is amazing at that. I think that's why he's called Stevie Wonder. It's it's a wonder. It's like you're witnessing something so special uh, when you hear his voice and listen to his music or watch him perform. So yeah. All right, I'm gonna fast forward a little bit to get to the next part of this performance. And it's funny, you guys. I'll say, okay, the thing I love most about Stevie Wonder is his musicality. Or I'll say, okay, wait, no. 
The thing I love most about Stevie Wonder is his his trills, his little fast runs. They're not elaborate, but they're quick. Or I'll be like, no, no, no. What I really love about Stevie Wonder is his expression. And I'm like, every time I sit here, I think of another reason. And his vibrato is something I almost missed. I love it. It's a little bit fast. And it's, <laughs> listen, it, I like to do the same thing. I find it to be exciting and elaborate. Now that's a whole thing that you want to let it flow. You don't want to try to do vibrato artificially um, because it tends to sound, it could be overdone. Okay. So you got to be, do it tastefully. Okay. Uh, and I know that in contemporary music, you don't hear as much vibrato as you did back then in the 80s, 90s, uh, in the thousands, it was starting to go away. And then 2010s, a little bit more, but definitely now it, everything's pretty much straight singing because there's more pitch correction and vibrato kind of complicates things. Uh, so you don't hear it as much anymore. And But it is it gives me that nostalgic feeling to hear it. And it is something that you do want to be able to do, uh, especially in a live performance, because it just, it definitely adds color, but you got to be careful with it. Make sure that it doesn't get you off pitch. And Stevie Wonder is really good at staying on pitch and having a good, strong vibrato and singing notes with power. If you want to learn how to develop your voice, go ahead and visit my website, indieartistschool.com. I give virtual private one-on-one -on -one lessons on Zoom. And I also have an online miniature crash course called the Indie Artist Toolkit, where I teach you the beginnings of how to sing, as well as how to release your own music as an independent artist. That's indieartistschool.com. Also, thank you so much to those of you who have been donating to support this podcast. If you'd like to donate, go ahead and visit anchor.fm backslash the singer's arsenal backslash support. I really enjoy creating these episodes for you guys. and I really couldn't do it without your help. So thank you. Thank you so much. That's anchor.fm backslash the singer's arsenal backslash support. Well, you guys, until next time, have a wonderful day. Yeah, 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 yeah